Hello everybody and welcome to episode 42 of Own the Road with Auto Trader, where we make car stuff simple for Canadians. My name is Jody Lai and I'm the editor-in-chief of Auto Trader. And my name is Dan Alika and I am Auto Trader's road test editor. You know how you like to start certain episodes with a road rage rant? Yeah. I got a really good one for you today. Oh, please do. So. The other day I was driving in a parking lot, the way you're normally supposed to drive through a parking lot using the markings and whatever. Yes. Out of the corner of my eye, I see a guy blazing diagonally across the parking lot, across all the spaces I and everything. That. And I'm like, okay, my math tells me if, ni if neither of us slow down, we're going we're gonna to crash into this each other. This was like other. grade nine math class? Yeah, it was if like I'm trigonometry yeah. and stuff. Hmm. I can't believe I still remember it. Um, so I slow down, he slows down, but barely. So I honk him, he flips me the bird. Jerk. My, one of my favorite outraged. things that you say, you never, I always go like, oh, so I honked at him. And you always go, I honked him. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I didn't know that was the, the way, I don't know which is right. I just, the, to me, the action is to honk at someone. It's like to wave at someone. I don't go, so I uh, came into the office and I saw Jody, so I waved her. I go, oh, I waved at Jody. I suppose. Just like I honked at. Anyways, so, anyway, yeah, that so you was, honked him. I honked him. And he, see, but then you wouldn't say, I'm not even going to say it. Anyways, moving along. Anyway, that was my road rage story. Okay. I was outraged by it. Can I tell, it's not so much a road rage like specific story, but can I just tell you that uh, after spending a week in Los Angeles, it's chaos. Oh, I won't drive there. I can honestly say I have never, especially because... You know, when I visit cities, I love to walk around. Uh, it's just a good way to, to kind of sightsee and, you know, pick up a vibe. But one of the vibes that I picked up on was just like, I've never seen so many people like racing to beat lights and like aggressive driving, cutting each other off. Like in not, not one of those like, oh, I'm trying to get ahead, like aggressively, you know, like doing it to kind of be a jerk like really oh yeah it, it's insane i it, it was it was pure chaos the traffic there really bothers me one time i was in la and i was driving an m2 a manual wow, a one flex. it took me 45 minutes to drive two miles yeah it's funny because um dustin woods who who used to work with us here at at auto trader and he's now the uh the pr manager for genesis canada he was my my host and they brought us to this to this event to unveil the GV80 coupe, the production version, and it was really cool. And uh, so we get back in the bus to go back to the hotel, and Dustin's like, all right, so we've got about a 30-minute drive back to the hotel, and it took 90. Oh, God. And it was just really funny that he was so confident that it was only going to be 30 minutes. Nothing. No. Driving nowhere in L.A. takes only 30 minutes. Yeah. That's Everything, you just possible. triple it. That's yeah. just the, the rule of thumb. Anyways, yeah. it was really funny. Um, anyway, it's winter tire season. Um, yep. Instead of publishing a new episode about winter tires, I'll invite you to scroll to some of our past episodes. So episode 15 and 17 we have are really great winter tire episodes that answer a bunch of questions um, and also give you a bunch of winter driving tips on how not to crash your car. Um, but today we're going to be talking about car theft. This is huge. Major issue um, over the past few years. We've seen crime rates for this just skyrocket. It. Um, and so it's a really hot topic that we get a lot of questions about. So today we're going to be talking about um, kind of tips that you can use to protect yourself and your car. We'll kind of go through the top 10 most stolen cars. 
um, and, and just things you can do um, to stay safe. Yeah, and this is obviously, I mean, if you, you know, have been paying attention to the news at all over the last few years, it's just like, it's, it's a crime that's been steadily increasing. It's a crime of opportunity. And it's also the type of situation where, um, you know, what sounds to be kind of exaggerated uh, is not. Like, you know, I, I just look back to when I was growing up, like, generally speaking, when cars were stolen, those were crimes of opportunity, but they were for, like, joy rides. Right. Or, you know, crimes of opportunity, steal a car to commit another crime. Then with this latest kind of, like, increase in, in car theft. It's like it, a business. It's a business and business is booming. And they're, because these cars are being shipped overseas where they're resold. I know there's also been some talk about revinning, which is uh, where these stolen vehicles have new VIN plates made. They're tracked uh, differently. So they basically like, you know, it looks like you're buying a legit vehicle. But the problem is we had a question about this recently. And and uh, I said to, you know, I mean, you should be careful regardless. But one of the big reasons is a basic one. This was about cars being stolen and, and what, uh, you know, why can't they just be resold? I said, well, they're, they're more likely than not the recovered ones are going to be destroyed or, you know, maybe donated to like a, a fire department to do some, to do some like jaws of life training, that sort of stuff. And somebody was like, well, why wouldn't, would they just destroy them when they're perfectly good? And one of the big reasons why is if it's been revinned, there's no way to track recalls, mm -hmm. for example. So that becomes a safety issue where if you own a vehicle that has been revinned and you don't know that there's a, a safety related recall, you're not going to get that notice because the automaker doesn't know that this vehicle has been revinned. It's a huge problem. Um, so yes, it sounds like something small holding back uh, a vehicle that ends up being destroyed, but it's, you know, safety first and it's not worth the risk. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot. It's a crazy, like this is, this is, you know, pandemic levels of Yeah, of crime. and so we have some stats here. So the Equity Association, which is a not-for-profit that kind of tracks the insurance industry, reported that car thefts hit historical highs in 2022. So in Ontario, it's up 48%. In Quebec, 50%. 18% um, in Alberta. But all over the country, it's up, right? Yeah. Um, and the story used to be that car theft was a big problem in the cities, but it's happening everywhere now. Um, in 2022, the insurance industry of Canada paid out $1.2 billion in car theft claims. Now, look, I've said this on the podcast before, uh, and I'll say it again because it bears repeating and it's hilarious. Insurance is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you think, well, what does that matter to me? But it's like these insurance companies aren't doing anything out of the goodness of their hearts. No, this so business. So when they pay out these massive claims, how are they going to recoup those losses by charging the rest of us more money. That's why if you've noticed your rates have gone up, this is why. This is one of the big <laughs> reasons why. And also vehicles are more expensive than ever. Uh, not just, you know, purchase prices, but we're talking about the actual cost to build vehicles is higher. So when a stolen vehicle needs to be replaced, it costs more money than it used to. Therefore, premiums are going up to kind of balance that out because yeah, the, these are for-profit businesses they're not taking losses and just eating them they're going to find a way to make sure that they get theirs oh yeah of course 
Um, so just before we start talking about the tips, uh, the Equity Association puts out a yearly list of top 10 most stolen cars in the country. Yeah. What are your guesses? I mean, I, I kind of know. I haven't looked at the list this year just because I have like stolen vehicle exhaustion of I just know. seeing these. But I, I, like the RAV4, the Lexus RX is up there. Uh, Ford F-150 is up there. Honda CRV. Yep. They're desirable vehicles. The key is when you look at it, it's vehicles that are desirable regardless of the market. Mm -hmm. That becomes, you know, that's why they're targeted because A, whether it's availability of parts, whether it's just comp, you don't want to steal a vehicle, ship it somewhere where it really is going to stand out. Yeah. Right? So these are all really popular vehicles. They sell a lot, which, you know, just by like waiting, you're going to see more of them stolen because more of them are sold. Yes. Now, before we get into like tips and that sort of stuff, I do want to tell a story that's sort of a cautionary tale that now keep in mind, I don't know what the final outcome of this situation was, but I was reading this story from the CBC a couple months ago now where a couple had bought a Lexus RX and it was to replace an RX that got stolen and they claim that they asked the salesperson at the dealer if it was okay to install, you know, kind of third-party anti-theft device, some sort of electronic device. Their claim is that the salesperson told them, yes, no problem. And then shortly thereafter, there were, were some issues. Some electrical gremlins popped up, brought it back to the dealership, and the dealer realized that apparently it was this aftermarket system that was installed that was causing the problem and it was going to void their warranty and they had to pay to to fix it and replace the wiring harness and all this stuff and it was going to cost them thousands of thousands of dollars and i don't know what the what the verdict on the vehicle was i did read a follow-up story that you know kind of if you like tragic humor the vehicle was apparently stolen again oh after this aftermarket software was, or um, whatever anti-theft stuff was removed. Here's the thing. This is the cautionary tale part of it. Don't, don't do something like that. I say this all the time. It's not just about anti-theft stuff. Third party, you know, aftermarket remote starts. I always tell people, stay away. It's not worth it, especially in a new vehicle. Warranty coverage covers the the kind of the vehicle as it came out of the factory it's different if you put wheels on it or you know put a an air intake anything like that is generally fine but once you start messing with the complex electronic systems that operate your vehicle you are treading into very dangerous waters and i would just advise you to steer clear altogether because you're going to run into issues the other thing is if it's really that big of a deal to you, and I understand you've gone through this, your vehicle's been stolen before, put a steering wheel club on. Don't yeah, go sometimes spend... low-tech things are the best solution. Exactly. This idea of, of taking it to a third-party place to have this, this software, this system installed, just seems very sort of reactionary, and you're taking a lot of individuals' words for it. Before you do anything like that, if you're still convinced that you want to do it, read your warranty information. I strongly 
encourage you. I wouldn't read it otherwise because it's all pretty, you know, it's, it's by and large the same. We all get how warranties work. But if you were thinking about making a modification like that to the electronics of your vehicle, dig into that document first. And I think you're going to realize that it's probably not worth it. Right. Good tip. Um, yeah, when that story came out, it was kind of mind-blowing to me. Like, what terrible luck they had. Well, I, and I get that, but it's also like, okay, you know, if it, obviously we don't know the conversation between the salesperson and and this couple that bought this vehicle, so I'm not here to speculate about it. But it's just like there's nothing that I would do in in that realm of just taking one person's word for it. I would make sure I would double check, triple check. I would get stuff in writing because now, you know, you see the the outcome. Now, who knows what the the kind of final settlement with with Toyota Canada was. Often automakers have goodwill programs where they'll help to defer some of the cost when it's expensive repairs like this. So, I don't know if any of that applied to the removal of this this uh, system and, and the new wiring harness that apparently had to be installed, but it's just like, that is the nightmare. Like, sure, getting your car stolen sucks, but also getting, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in repair work done because of something that you actively installed in your vehicle is to me a headache that you just don't want. Yeah. Okay, so before when we used to talk about car theft and how yes. to avoid getting your car stolen, it used to be really obvious stuff, right? Like, don't leave it running with the keys, you know, park in a well-lit area, lock your doors. But, like, today the thieves are much more sophisticated than that. Yeah. And so with that, our prevention tips also have to become yeah. a little bit more sophisticated. Yes. Now, one of them, again, still is, you know, a steering wheel club-like device, those are still great. Yeah, and the, the thing is you want to make your car look as unappealing as possible. If it's going to cause a thief to slow down and be like, oh, that's going to take me an extra 20 minutes, then that's enough for them to move on to the next car. Yeah, it's, you know, just the basics. I mean, so before, again, before we get into to kind of like hyper-specific stuff or stuff that you can do um, with the vehicle itself, it's like, you know, if you have a garage, obviously park inside. If you have a car that's sort of less desirable or, you know, you kind of don't care about as much, um, park that in front of the one that that is more appealing to prevent it from being easily removed from your driveway. That's one. But then the other side of it is, and this is why I, I always kind of am... I exercise a degree of caution with these tips because armed carjackings are becoming a bigger problem and you, you know, a steering wheel club doesn't help if you're sitting at a red light. Right. Um, so before we get into the kind of stationary stuff, let's talk about, you know, when you're out and about, I would advise you to try, I know it's hard, but to take, you know, to mix up your route to and from work every day or whatever, try to like not keep so much of a routine that if criminals are watching because you drive a vehicle that's appealing, you know, if you're doing the same things at the same times every single day, there's a pattern there. That's what they're looking for. But when it comes to crimes of opportunity, you know, one tip I can give when you're at a red light, don't pull up right behind the vehicle 
in front of you. Give yourself a little bit of extra room. Keep an eye out to any one or any other vehicles around. No, it doesn't prevent crime, but you can kind of pr protect yourself um, from this potentially happening yeah, to you. Yeah, so when, when I was learning how to drive, the instructor said, always give yourself an exit strategy in case something were to happen. There you go. You know, if someone starts knocking on your window, you can just pull out and drive away exactly. instead of just sitting there like a, like a target, right? But the biggest tip that I think no matter what, it defies whether you're sitting at a red light, you're sitting in a parking lot, or you're just going out, you know, from your front door in the morning. If you get approached, especially by somebody with a weapon, just give it up. It's just a car. Yes, it sucks. And yes, it's, you know, going to affect your insurance and all that. But like your life is worth more than a vehicle. If you get approached, just hand over the keys and, and try to, you know, remove yourself from the situation as safely as possible, because that means more than any Lexus RX or Honda CRV out there. That's just the reality of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, and so how thieves are stealing cars these days, they're really brazen, like they'll steal it in broad daylight right from your driveway. Um, I think the strategy a lot of them use now is they, they copy the signal that's coming from your key and they record it so they can come back and use that same signal to open your car and to start your car and just drive away as if it was their own. Yeah. So one tip that, you know, you should try to exercise is to keep your key fob is far away from the front door or the front of your home as possible. Because if you think that fob has, let's say about a 30 foot range, more or less, um, if you hang your key fob just inside your front door every day, when you get home from work, all it takes is somebody to be within 30 feet of the front door of your house to be able to copy or boost that, that signal. Cause those are the two methods. One is to copy it and repeat it. The other one is a is an extender. So if your car is 60 feet away from your front door, but they're standing there, they can boost the signal to, to make it longer uh, or a broader range. So keep the key far away from your front door. If that's not possible, use one of those Faraday pouches, which is essentially like a signal blocking pouch that you can buy or a, or a Faraday box. And it's, and it just, means that those signals can't transmit beyond the the like I don't know those things are pretty crazy and complex but but basically it's just like the signal can't escape from this pouch or this box yeah um our podcast producer Joseph also sent us a video that showed the the York Region police were giving away these little yeah. pouches for your keys because it has become such a big problem. I remember you know I got a rant about that I remember when the story about that initiative um, was published and it, it didn't cost the, the York Regional Police or the, the, you know, region of York itself that much money. It was something like $300,000 on an education and theft prevention campaign of giving out these pouches at some local community centers and, and libraries and malls or something like that. And I remember, and I mean, okay, whatever, you always say don't go into the comments, but I remember these morons on the Toronto Star website that were like, it's not up to the police to be giving out these pouches, what a waste of money. And it's like, let's just think about the money that goes into responding to all of these calls. If yeah. they're going to spend 300 grand to give away, I don't remember how many of these pouches it was, but I'll, let's say it was even 50,000 of these pouches, worth every penny. Because if you look at the totals, 
when these stories come out about the annual list of cars, the number of cars, when, when police recover stolen vehicles, we're not talking, oh, they recovered two vehicles. It's like they recovered $15 million worth of vehicles. So if it's going to cost York Regional Police 300 grand to give out some theft prevention pouches and educate people on how to protect themselves, money well spent. I just couldn't believe that people would, you know, get all up in arms about something so minuscule. Yeah, and it ends up being helpful. So it seems like a win-win for everybody. Jody, people are idiots. I know. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, there's some other tips that, that exist out there. Like you talked about revinning cars. Uh, one tip that people will say is that you should get your VIN etched into your window just to make yeah, it extra hard, like extra hard for them to I, to remove it. I don't. I mean, there's all sorts of tips out there. Whether or not they work is really it's you got to think the the VIN is the VIN plate is there. The VIN is stamped on various parts, and something as easy as a as a windshield that can be replaced for like you know three or five hundred bucks. And I, the CBC Marketplace did this story about vehicle theft where they went to like Africa or something like that. And I don't remember what country they were in, but they just found this dealership with cars and they, they tracked someone's car. And it was like a Honda CRV and they opened the glove box and their original ownership was still in. So mm -hmm. this idea of etching your, your VIN, I don't know if maybe it's these etching companies are the ones that are maybe. planting that seed, but I, that's not going to do much to to help that's just the reality of it is there anything drivers can do to prevent like tow away thefts i don't think those are very common drive away thefts are like the the one you know that's like the thing i mean it's funny driving stick driving a manual transmission <laughs> vehicle is a great theft prevention it's true because these idiots probably don't know how to drive manual anyways and it's also not very desirable on no, the black market exactly. right because nobody can drive a manual transmission yeah. these days so that's that's a good one um regardless but no i don't think tow away thefts are really much of a thing anymore just because I always like, I wouldn't question if I saw a car getting towed and be like, oh, it was parked in a weird way or something. I just Jody, you're giving it. the criminals tips here. No, but this if I you guys want to steal a car, here's what I suggest: people get yourself a there, tow truck. No, people are out there doing this, and and because they can do it in broad daylight and not be questioned, I think that's why it's like I maybe a thing. I just I didn't I don't think tow away thefts are, are a very common thing. Okay. I mean, some some rich people have been installing like bollards that pop out of their driveway to prevent cars. Must be nice. I know, right? <laughs> and like, that seems like a pretty high tech solution when something like a club would work just yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, some insurance companies, if you have one of those really uh, top 10 stolen vehicles, they might help you cover the cost of an anti-theft device. But again, may you, well, you want to make sure that it doesn't void your warranty or anything yeah. like that. So before you embark on that, just make sure um, that it won't affect your coverage. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, it's cheaper for them to pay for that anti-theft device. This, what's this note here? Parking with the wheels turned in. Well, that was one of the tips I read about the drive-away thefts, that if you if you have a front-wheel drive car, for example, you can turn the wheels, and that kind of prevents you from getting towed away. Oh, tow for tow. I just yeah. pictured, like, somebody, like a thief, like, going to great lengths to unlock the car and be like, damn, the wheels are turned. Time what to move on to the next one. <laughs> but, okay, for tow away, I yeah, get Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what else do you have to add to this? This is such a, a tricky thing to talk about. I know, because that's the thing. You're, it's, it's less outright theft prevention, and it's like, you know, just like theft uh, 
reduction. It's it's right. trying to you know do as much as you can. I mean, um, what's his name? Uh, what is it? Peter Donovan from the Star actually had his his Toyota Highlander stolen from from his house while he was like reporting on oh my god on vehicle thefts. I mean, it's so crazy the frequency with which this is happening nowadays like i just cannot uh get over it but it's yeah just like do your best and like i said the biggest the biggest tip really is just like if you find yourself in a situation where you know it's a carjacking um just just don't don't fight back like it's not worth it you don't want to put yourself in in a position where you're injured or worse because you put up a fight for a material object. Yeah. The car will be replaced by your insurance company eventually, right? Yeah. So just it for your own safety, just let it go. Yeah. Or do do yourself. The biggest, you know, theft and uh, joy, it's theft prevention and um, joy retention tip I can give you. Drive a 2014 Volkswagen Golf diesel manual wagon. Because no one wants it. Nobody wants it except for me. And I'm not going to steal yours because I already have one. So, Boom. so that's a great, that's a great tip. Problem solved. Yeah. Um, before we get to our ask an expert segment, here is a message from our friends at Auto Trader. Save time and money by using Auto Trader, Canada's most trusted place to buy and sell new and used cars. Auto Trader has the most cars and one of the best features is price badging. So you can feel more confident that you're getting a good deal. Today's Ask an Expert comes from Wayne. He says, I recently purchased a new vehicle and asked the dealer for their cost. They would not supply this info, saying it was proprietary information. Yep. Comments? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I don't think anyone would Comments? ever tell you the cost because that would just give you too much bargaining power. Yeah, like, Wayne, you're not going to strut into Best Buy and say, before I buy this TV, I want to know what the wholesale on this bad boy was. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, okay, I... I it's worth a shot, I guess, but like that's not information that a dealer should or or would share with with anyone outside of like maybe if you had a friend who would be willing to tell you what the what the dealer net was on on that vehicle, but like sorry man, that's just like retail, you know. Yeah, that's just how it works. I don't think there's a way around that. I yeah, yeah like it um, doesn't whether it's a t-shirt, you know, TV yeah. or a or a pickup truck, like that's just the way it's going to go. They need to make money on that vehicle and um, they don't have to disclose what their margins are at all. No way. Yeah. yeah. And also, you like there's also weird, um, well not weird, but like, you know, there are different, like, like the margins could change. Some OEMs use, um, you know, these like holdbacks where it's like you, the, once you move a certain volume, you'll get an extra chunk back. It's basically like as an incentive to the dealers to move more vehicles. So the cost could change from dealer to dealer from, from, you know, month to month, depending on what, what the OEM is trying to move. So, uh, but regardless, yeah, that's not information that if I were a salesperson or if I ran a dealership, there's no way I'd be <laughs> sharing that information with customers. Right. Because to Jody's point, like their margins are what they are and they need to make money. And if they start giving out that, 
secret, then the whole the whole game is over. The whole thing falls apart. Yeah. That's just how retail works. Yeah. Um, the next Ask an Expert question comes from Barish, who works with us here at Auto Trader. Good guy. He writes, why are electric vehicles top speed not as high compared to their ICE counterparts with the same horsepower, if not more? I mean, part of it really is going to boil down to, um, you know, battery retention tip. Like they, they're going to not allow that EV to reach maximum speeds because the faster you go in an EV, the faster it burns through its battery. So it's like, and also, why do we need to go this fast? I think I think cars are too fast nowadays regardless yeah, of how they're powered. Yeah, top speeds to me have always been very useless because whoever goes that fast, yeah. unless you're like some race car driver well, I mean, Barish, in a closed setting. Barish, you should see him on that sim rig at the office. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty Ooh. savage at that. And go-karting? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he's... Maybe that's why he's asking. This is this is like professional development stuff. Oh, maybe. But no, the 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 reality is it it comes down to just like not allowing speeds that would degrade the battery super fast. Speaking of, we still have a little bit of time, and this is kind of uh, relevant. Is that I was in LA, saw the Hyundai Ionic Five N, which is the production performance EV that we've all been waiting for that Hyundai's been teasing for a while. Got some insight, got a big scoop from Till Wartenberg, who's the the end brand boss. This really, is an exclusive. Yeah, he's a really good guy. And uh, I was chatting with him after this, this unveil, and he told me how many laps the Ionic 5N can do of the Nürburgring Nordschleife, which is the big 21-kilometer loop, uh, 170 corners, like it's a beast. And I was curious, you know, how, how many laps this thing could do. And he told me that it could do two like full out laps, like, you know, like pedal driven to the, hard. Yeah. Like pedal to the metal. Uh, and after those two laps, there was about 30% state of charge remaining. So effectively it could do almost three full laps of the Nürburgring. I know that doesn't sound like a ton, uh, but also keep in mind that like a, a gas powered vehicle could probably do between five and eight laps of the Nürburgring before needing to refuel. So yes, it, it it's less, but it's not as much less as you might imagine. That's very impressive. Yes. I'm very interested um, about this car because it is really Same. the first mainstream performance EV. Well, the Mustang Mach-E GT Performance Edition is is. Pretty, I suppose, but they yeah. never did Nurburgring tests on that, did Not they? Not that I know of, no. But this is, yeah. So I guess in that, it's, this is the first one that's been, you know, been tested with with kind of not published figures, but the, you know, Hyundai's not hiding from this fact. He told me that it was sub eight minute lap times which puts it in the neighborhood of the volkswagen golf r with the with the dct with the automatic transmission just to give you guys some context of how how fast it is outright that's that's what you're looking at but he didn't get into like specific down to the second anyways just wanted to share that very cool very excited about that car same um that's that wraps up this episode thank you so much for joining us uh the next episode we're going to be talking about the most useless car features oh that's good stuff which is going to be a fun one um so drive safe and we'll see you next time bye guys